the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Welcome to Talking Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week we're having our third first oh boy third first round matchup of a Rochester pizza party. It's time to taste the cheese and pepperoni offerings from Rob's bracket, which includes Nino's Pizzeria, Carbone's Pizzeria, Peels on Wheels, and Mark's Pizzeria. A couple of big namers in there. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, a couple. A couple chainsy kind of places because Carbones has a few locations. Marks obviously has many, but Nitos and Peels, just original places on Culver. One new, one old. There are the individual locations. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to to discuss these pizzas. Uh, we had some surprises, um, some you know hidden pepperonis, perhaps. <laughs> a lot of variance between those four too. Yes. Like when we did the Fairport round of pizza my round they were all pretty similar styles this is very different there's like thick crust thin crust spicy pepperoni regular just kind of plain generic pizza not in a bad way just like kind of solid regular pizza and then some creative stuff too Uh, it was it was very interesting i'm excited to find out what you guys think of all these places yeah and I think this might be the first week where we maybe don't reach perfect consensus on, on what our favorite is. I don't know. That's my... Maybe it's good there's three of us then. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. No guys. <laughs> you think so, Randy? I, I agree. <laughs> Dynamite. Mm-hmm. He's so good. So maybe I'll I'm jump... so full. <laughs> I'm too. I know. I was at a, a workshop, like a, a work workshop thing all weekend, and all we did was just eat our faces off. And so I am just insanely full right now i have a confession to make i had lunch for pizza for lunch <laughs> lunch for pizza that's how much pizza i've had that's it's a randy move it was our last day of summer school this is a good segue to the ketchup maybe today i worked summer school this year six weeks full days great i love my summer job it's great very rewarding but it's it's kind of draining there's no air conditioning at school the kids we're inside, we're outside, we're doing all these things. It's it, it's a lot of work, a lot of patience. So I've been looking forward to the end of summer school so I can enjoy my summer with my family. But uh, someone bought pizza for the whole staff, a parent. Very nice. So I had pizza for lunch. And of course, it's just sitting there. There's like four large pizzas, so I had to eat it. It was an entrant in that we've already had it for the tournament. It was Pizza Chef. It was good. Oh, it was nice. solid. I enjoyed it. But I, I mean, I, it's just sitting there. You have to have it. It's like, you know, when people buy donuts at work or we've discussed this before, you just yeah. kind of have to do it. Andy, do the people at work know you're on a pizza podcast? Did they right know now? I was going to have eight slices of pizza <laughs> yeah. tonight? They did not. It did not come up from me either. Uh, Maybe we should tell people about our podcast. <laughs> I, I like keeping it a secret. Yeah. Keep our podcast weird or whatever those signs and cities say. It is the Portland of Rochester-based food podcasts. <laughs> they, a lot of people are saying it. We're just passing it along. So let's let's get after the ketchup, a traditional okay. segment. Summer school's over for me. Looking forward to going on vacation in a week. Randy and I were chatting earlier, and he asked me like four times, and I <laughs> forgot to say where we're going because it's so nondescript. It's not even like fun to tell people. We're just going to like a beach-ish 
town in Ohio, kind of just shy of Cedar known Point. for their beaches. <laughs> yep, the Lake Erie, beautiful Lake Erie beaches. But we're staying in Huron, Ohio, um, and we just bought we we got an Airbnb for my wife's family and all of us, and we're gonna go. It's just gonna be nice to get away, unplug a little bit after working hard this summer. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention during the catch up was something that Rob did with me this year. And maybe next year, Randy will join us. We did a golf tournament. It was the Gigi's Playhouse uh, fundraiser. And you play at Mill Creek. I probably talked about it last year on the podcast because it was so much fun. And it's kind of a, one of those things where you, you pay a fee. A bunch of it goes to charity. The golf course donates, I think, all their, their course time and, and the carts. So you feel really good about it. And there's family and volunteers there helping out. But you also get to eat and drink tons of stuff. They have like wine tastings and sandwiches and food and beverages. And it's just, it was a blast. So a few of us did it last year. We recruited, we recruited Rob and a few others for this year. And I think in like 50 years, we will have taken over the tournament. <laughs> One year, we add a team every year. So Rob, what'd you think of the tournament? It was awesome. The, the food was great. I like scrambles because I'm so bad at golf that... You can kind of brush it off, and if you get a good shot, you feel good. If you get a bad shot, you don't really worry about it too much. So, Oh, and it was like sunny and 78. Oh, it was unbelievable. And they had some great food options. They had clam chowder, egg salad sandwich, kind of a weird one, pork Hold barbecue. On. So you just went from a nice sunny, sunny 70 degree of, There was a lot of seafood on the Clam plant. chowder and <laughs> egg salad sandwich. Well, here's the Those thing. Fit great it, was, it was golf major championship theme. So there was egg salad sandwich and pimento cheese sandwich for the masters. Like wow. those are options that they, those are famous sandwiches from the masters. Okay. They're like a dollar 50 still. If you go to the masters oh, wow. or $2, did you know that about the masters? I had no idea. It's like $5 for a beer and like a dollar 50 for those sandwiches. I applied for next April and got a rejection letter <laughs> yes. pretty quick. I don't think I got a rejection letter. Really? I, I'm serious because you said you'd gotten one and then I knew is Randy like, one. I didn't like get one. Is this like my thing with New York State where I think you just didn't get the email? <laughs> there's a chance it's my spam folder. But, I mean, I do quickly delete emails without yeah. reading them. So there's a chance. That's true. I deleted it. So that that was the theme. But, Rob, hit us with some more options. Okay. Lobster mac and cheese. Pork barbecue. Both good. Scottish salmon cornet. I didn't, I didn't get, get that. offered that. That what was at the that? turn. Cornet? I don't know. It was one of the the British Open offerings. Oh, okay. Sausage and gravy. Awesome. Uh, dessert pecan caramel cookie. Very good. Uh, pimento cheese sandwich. Uh, dessert cranachan. I don't remember that. That was like a custardy, almost like a oh, trifle, yeah, like yeah. in a cup. Those were good. Like that was cream, on like, like the, a whipped cream kind of thing. Tenth hole. Rob, let's go back to the pimento cheese sandwich. You didn't like it. I don't. You're a big cheese guy. I don't eat pimento cheese. When we went and visited friend of ours and maybe the pod, Heather, in the Baltimore, pod. I had a pimento cheese sandwich in like a famous like Hattie B's or like a, like a famous restaurant and I could not even eat it. It was so... Well, it's tough because they served it like they do at the Masters on soft, untoasted white bread. So like if you had like a grilled cheese with oh. pimento cheese, I feel like that would be better. And it was really thick. I no, I didn't even try it. Bad. I didn't even eat it. I ate around the edges because it was like it, it was like an inch and a half thick of filling in Wait, the middle. So I, I thought it would be a grilled cheese. It was just raw cheese in the middle of two. And that's white. how they serve it at the Masters. Okay. 
I just don't like pimento cheese. The yeah. one that I had in Baltimore was actually a grilled, like, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still didn't like good. it. It just was, it was just too much in the middle. It came with a Jenny Light, though. Perfect. Which was funny because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, what a, what a random combo. They don't well, that's sell. what they serve at. Uh, yeah. In the Masters. Masters. Yeah. Yep. They actually sell beer that's like, that it's like a rumor on the internet what it is because they just have domestic and imported. But that's all they sell. They don't say what it is. And it's like five dollars. That's cool. It's really funny. It's like Costco's Kirkland brand things. It's the like, man, wait, who actually makes their to, sunglasses? It's like the number one sporting event I want to go to because it's like old school. You can't bring your phone on the course. You have to leave it in your car or check it in before you go out. All the concessions are super cheap. It's like a time warp. And everyone who goes, they say it's amazing because you keep reaching for your phone, but it's not there. <laughs> and you just have to be in the moment. Ghost crabs? It's like a faux, uh, I don't know, like a faux time machine or something. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I'll get us tickets. All right. So catch up. Summer school's over. Golf tournament rocked. I want to go to the Masters. has nothing to do with anything. Randy, how about you? Catch up? What were you going to say? I, you were about to make a joke. <laughs> it's better be good. I was going to apologize for the chair creaking. I, I want to move, but I don't. Well, I don't that's, the, that's the beauty of uh, our recording studio here at Rob's house. Everything creaks. We have no cough buttons. There's no like acoustic absorption on the walls. You hear everything. Yeah. And all of our stuff is stored in a box with cords tangled everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Caused a lot of problems this week. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of setup. You did a good job at those cords, though. Right? Thanks, thanks. Um, so I just got back from Iceland, and I want to talk about some food over there since we are a food podcast. Uh, so big surprise, biggest surprise. They love pizza and they love um, hamburgers over there. That was like the big thing everywhere. <laughs> I would have thought I would have hated Iceland food. <laughs> I can't wait to go. It's now. awesome. Yeah, and then obviously seafood. Um, one of the best things I had was this fish soup, which to me just sounds disgusting because it's Agreed. like fish tacos sound kind of disgusting. Just fish general when you say fish. Yeah, you guys say like any- salmon or something. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. Um, it was like homemade soup. It was like a chowder almost? or um, It had turmeric in it. Okay. Yeah. Which I didn't know until Laurel told me because I don't know what turmeric is. But it was delicious. Um, there was a spread we went to for lunch that was all home-cooked, big buffet. And I tried venison meatballs, I think they were. Um, I tried... My band's name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried some a cod bake, which was really good. I tried a lot of different things. Um, they had delicious pies it was all like classic icelandic food in the spread um they had um broccoli and cheddar soup or cauliflower soup which was awesome it was kind of like cream of cauliflower the only thing on the table there's probably like 20 things on the table only thing i didn't try was a mushroom soup couldn't do it um biggest thing though was the hot dogs in iceland so I don't friend, know if you friend know. of the pod, Pat, brought this up before you left. Yeah. So Pat told me about it. I didn't know anything about it. I was very excited. Um, so I tried one in one of the smaller cities. It was okay. And then you go to Reykjavik, which is the capital, and they have a little hot dog stand that's been there for like 40 years, and somehow it's become like insanely famous. Like Bill Clinton went to it. Nobody understands why in Reykjavik. <laughs> the sign of a famous food. Bill Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton like, went to McDonald's that one time. Everyone remembers it. Yeah, I, yeah. Remember, I remember that SNL sketch in there. Yeah, Daryl uh, They, 
do hot dogs and you just order it and so on the bottom of the bun they put raw onions and then crunchy like fried onions and then they do the hot dog which is mostly lamb and then they do two types of mustard and so the first time we walked by because it was near a hotel huge line i was like well i'm gonna get one at some point we come back at like one in the morning and there's no line so of course i go up i'm chatting up the person with you know there i get a hot dog i eat it laurel's like let's go back to the hotel i go back and get another hot dog <laughs> eat it uh, next day we didn't get one then the next day i get two more hot dogs ah. i probably had like 10 hot dogs while i was there Randy has the gout they say it's the best hot dog in the world i've listened to podcasts about it i've read articles about it like it's supposedly the best one here's my thought i feel like i'm a hot dog connoisseur sure big bagel dog history bagel dog history (laughs) it was as good as the best hot dog in the world i guess i could imagine it to be like it was delicious it wasn't my favorite hot dog but it was like better than you would expect just that type of hot dog to be as you're about to deliver the verdict, you started to mess around with your mouse pad, and I was like, "Is he going to insert a sound effect or <laughs> I something?" He, I thought maybe he had a running list <laughs> yeah. of best hot the dogs in his life. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Okay. Um, so here was the plan. It didn't work out, so don't get your hopes up. My flavor town was going to be the mustard they put on it because you can buy the mustard. <laughs> so I didn't know you could buy it. Last day we get to the airport to leave, Laurel's like, "Oh, we should have bought the mustard." I'm like, "You're telling me now? Like I would have bought it for Flavor Town for the podcast." We go through the airport, check in, everything. When you're waiting in line to get on the plane, it's weird there because everybody stands in this single file line that that goes like forever, essentially. And then they have a little like mart there in the airport that you can buy stuff. So I bought the mustard at the mart. I saw it there. I'm all excited. I get on the plane with it. When we got off at, um, I think it was Boston, you have to leave and recheck in, and I didn't oh, think about it. Oh, it's a liquid. So oh, we go you're like customs. It's weird. You actually like leave. I had to do your, that. You grab your check bags, and then huh. you have to go back in, check them again, go through security again for the domestic flight. Right. So we're in line should for have security. Mailed it home. Well, I probably could just put it in my check bag. Oh, That's yeah. what I should have done. We go through security. Laurel gets beeped because it was in her bag, and I forgot. And I'm laughing so hard because she got beeped like every single time for something. And I'm making fun of her. I'm like, Laurel, you got beeped again. This is great. Like, I'm I'm making it through. I'm so fast. And I go to sit down on a bench around the corner, and I just hear, Randy, Randy. And I come around. It's your mustard. It's your mustard. (laughs) (laughs) She's just shaking her head. I'm like, oh, no. Guy's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, can I? keep it i bought it in the airport he's like no. he's like you got to drink it he's like, yeah. oh, <laughs> the whole no, thing what, i just move. slammed it i was so bummed laurel laurel looked at me like 10 minutes later she's like you look so sad i'm like i know i wanted to bring it to these guys so we could all taste the it mustard. was a great trip but the mustard the mustard all about the mustard but we can order it online so okay for, well i hate mustard so i can't wait <laughs> it's, i don't like mustard either but it's like a different I, do, I actually like mustard on a hot dog, but usually like weird ones kind of throw me. But I would definitely like to try it yeah. if it's the world's greatest hot dog. Supposedly. So, but I got to thank Pat. I didn't know anything about it until he told me. When you say world's greatest hot dog, is it like the greatest quality of the meat in the hot dog or the greatest like style of hot dog? Experience. Taste, they say. But, but I mean, if you were to eat a, a plain Icelandic hot dog from this place versus a plain... Is that what you're talking about? Like the best tasting hot dog? Or 
with the combination of the mustard, of the onions, of the other onions, all great, that crap? Great question, Rob. Combination yeah. of everything on it, because I did. It is supposed to be everything. Like versus onions. the Chicago dog, which right. has all exactly. that stuff. It's okay. just like that. Yeah. Shout out to Max. But I did try mm-hmm. the hot dog without anything on it. Nah. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Nice. Well, I, I look forward to trying that mustard. I'm trying to think of the best hot dog I've ever had, and I think it's just Ted's in Buffalo. I like the Kirkland dogs. They're <laughs> like a buck fifty. Kirkland dogs even worse than my answer. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's cheap. It yeah. comes with the Mountain Dew. If you like chicken Mountain bake, oh my hit the road. <laughs> I feel like they're beefing up the Kirkland offerings at the like. It just seems like there's more stuff now there. Costco for food. app. We got to do it. We should. So uh, I guess I'll jump into my catch-up. Well, whilst Randy was globetrotting, I also uh, went on a trip to Budapest and Slovenia and Croatia and Bosnia. Oh, I went to Honeyoy Lake. Honeyoy Lake. <laughs> I heard it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 this time so basically the same. Yeah. And I, it was a great trip. A couple of quick highlights. Uh we like were five feet away from the Spanish prime minister on this bridge, which was insane. Like all these secret service people and cops and soldiers swarmed to this bridge and were like, what is going on? And apparently he was touring Bosnia to try to get them to like join the EU or something. And we're like, what the heck? So he was literally like four feet away from me on this bridge. So that was cool. Um, there was one food. There was at the last stop. I have a couple funny food stories from, um, our last place in Dubrovnik. So they have like Dubrovnik brewing, which we went, it was like near where we were staying. And so we walked down there the first night, we ended up going there three times and three, maybe four times just for like lunch and dinner and beers and that, like good beer, good food. A little bit further down from Dubrovnik brewing was this place. I'm not going to mention the name. I don't want to trash them here, but I will trash them online on TripAdvisor. <laughs> So we go to this restaurant for breakfast. I don't want to trash them on a podcast nobody listens to, but I will trash <laughs> In a them online. massive public every, forum? Yeah. Okay. It was like called like Bistro 49. It's like across from the train station or, or it's, a, it's across from the bus station and near where all the cruise ships like dock. So it's basically like, it looks very nice. We went for breakfast and the breakfast was fine. Good breakfast sandwich, actually. And so we're like, our one buddy was like, oh, we got to check it out for dinner. We're like, okay, we'll come back. This so, guy sounds like this guy blew it. Yeah, trash this guy too. <laughs> well, What's his name? We definitely, <laughs> we definitely bust his chops about this because it did have a lot of good reviews. When you looked up online, this place was like pretty well reviewed. I ordered Quattro Formaggio pasta, which is supposed to have Quattro Formaggios, four cheeses, and steak, and like meat, and I'm like it was this supposed to be this great pasta dish. I'm like, oh, cool. And then one of our buddies ordered a Caesar salad and some other stuff. They, they both ordered different like pasta, and they both actually thought their stuff was okay. Mine tasted exactly like if you bought like those you know cheap sirloin tips and you browned them, thrown together with pasta and a jar of store-bought um, Alfredo. Alfredo sauce with like crunchy onions on top that almost tasted like the crunchy onions on in the, a, on, Icelandic the hot dog? on the an Icelandic hot dog and on green bean casserole. I'm eating this thing. And so it wasn't like horrible, but it was so mediocre to below mediocre that I was like, this is insane. Pedestrian. Very pedestrian. However, they <laughs> forgot 
the Caesar salad, somebody brought it up and like, oh, oh, we'll, we'll grab it for you. They bring it over. It was insane. It was the craziest salad I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> There's a lot of chicken, and Matt tried it first, our buddy Matt. And he goes, huh, hmm. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. I want you guys to try this and tell me what you think. And we're like, what What do you mean? He's like, you knew something. Was he's up. like, this, this tastes really weird. And we're like, what does it taste like? He goes, I don't like the dressing. He goes, it tastes kind of like melted gelato. I don't know what to even describe it as. And so we're like, no way. So this salad had very little lettuce, almost no lettuce at all. The croutons were soft bread that looked like they had started to toast it, but didn't toast them at all. So the bread was totally soft. Like you'd find in a pimento sandwich. Exactly. And toasted bread. Yep. It's known for it. There was a couple pieces that were sort of toasted, but he wasn't wrong about that dressing. It tasted nothing like Caesar. Maybe was it yogurt bait? I don't even know what it was. It was like not quite as sweet melted gelato. Did Rob go through a making his own Caesar dressing phase? Yes. Is he maybe a little too (laughs) in-depth knowledge on this topic? Yes. But still sounds disgusting. It was insane. It did not even resemble Caesar salad in any way at all. And we're like, actually, I think one of the guys in our group complained about it. And she's like, she's like, yeah, no, that's how we make our Caesar salad. And I'm like, (laughs) and we did like do a little bit of a deeper dive on some of the reviews. And somebody basically confirmed. They're like, what is this salad? (laughs) So So there will soon be a second review like that. Yes. And I will, I will destroy them. I've, I've never had much luck at places that are called like bistro something like i don't know bistro just it it always seems like it's going to be a really nice place but it's always just like a level below what you expect obviously yours is 10 levels below. do you think the name they're using the name to try to compensate it sounds fancy so like oh we got a crappy pedestrian restaurant i want to make it sound cool it's a bistro well it's in <laughs> dubrovnik this is in dubrovnik what croatia language do they speak in croatia Croatian. So they call the place American, like bistro name. Well, this was clearly like a touristy spot because, like I said, it was right next to the bus station so, and also yeah, really so near the not, cruise port. So I think it's like not a local. It looks really nice inside, so people get off the bus. They're like, "Oh, there's this restaurant, right?" It's, it has to survive just because of proximity right. or location. And if you're going through town, and breakfast sandwiches and breakfast sandwiches are good. But if you're going to go there one time in your entire life, you're probably not going to take the time to write a review unless you're me. What did Rick Steve say about it? Oh, it wasn't even mentioned because it wasn't <laughs> in like it wasn't in like the town proper. Like it wasn't within the walls. Like we had to take a twenty-minute bus to get there from where we were staying. So it wasn't. So hey, speaking of walls, Rob, you were near King's Landing, and you yes. were near the King in the North from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Did you either of you see Game of Thrones places on your trips? Yeah. Yes. Rob saw King's Landing. You I saw, saw the, the stairs, stairs, the shame stairs. There were all these spots where you could, like, you could if you watch a YouTube video, you yeah, could well, tell. I saw the mountain. What? No, the mountain in the background. Oh, of behind the mountain. That, was, that might have been a prepared joke. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was so ready. The, oh, the, yeah. In, uh, I, I felt, <laughs> Rob and I are big Rick Steves fans, and I felt Same. Rick Steves dropped the ball a little in Iceland, which was fine for us. We, yeah. were, we, we were fine with it, but I could see that he wasn't, I feel like somebody else went to Iceland. Yeah, one of his PAs yeah. or something. Because the um, Jon Snow and Egret. Egret, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, when they go to the pool underneath and, you know. Okay. You guys got it. He gives her the prince's kiss or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I think. 
All right, Rob. Um, Rick Steve said, "Kind of pod." (laughs) Rick Steve said, "Ah, not worth going." But of course, we go anyways, and it was awesome. It was the cool. I'll show you guys a picture. Like the water was so blue, and the cave was like it was small, but it was awesome. So we saw that, and then the north of the wall where the scenes were filmed. Very cool. I did have one. I don't think I told you about this. Um, I got verbally assaulted because I was holding a Rick Steves book in my hand by a tour guide. You didn't put a paper cover over it? No, <laughs> I, it was a big it. mistake. I'm, I'm in the... He this, says that on page one of all his books. That's what we had to do for our other trip was we had to put paper covers on all I, our books. I regret not doing it. Yeah. But in, we were in Diocletian's, like in the basement of his palace, of which course. is this place called Split. Basically, they... They turned his giant Roman palace into like part of the city, but you can tour like the catacombs beneath it. And they, there's like a bunch of shops and stores and things like that in the basement, but you have to pay to go see the cool other side stuff, which actually that's where Daenerys had her dragons stored. So we got to see where they filmed, like where the dragons were. And so I'm just standing there holding this book at like right at the bottom of the steps before you kind of go into the pay area. And this guy just went off on me. He's like, Oh, Rick Steves. Oh, Rick Steves didn't live here. Rick Steves didn't grow up here. Rick Steves doesn't know anything. And he's just yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, man, well, I'm still going to keep reading this book and like, doing this you guided help walk. Me and travel with this for the next. How is that even going to work? Like, you, maybe you yell at someone once and start a conversation by teasing them, just bad, battering you with insults. And we got, not going to work. We got this on video because, like, Adam was videotaping the basement. You could overhear this guy just berating me. I'm like, oh, my God. It's pretty so funny. funny. Well, thanks to our listeners for sticking around. This is basically us catching up, which was great. <laughs> but I, th- I feel like we it's did our a new long, travel show. Long catch up. <laughs> so, that was pretty long. So do brother so brewing probably, is a plug. Yep. <laughs> so you should probably skip the pizza, you know, right to the plugs and peas. Yeah, good call. I mean, should I get into my pizza tree? Oh, that's right. It Rob's is my episode. <laughs> Let's do it. It'll set us up right, right in there. I'll make it quick. Um, you know, I love pizza. The end. I love pizza. It's the best. Well, growing up, let me start back. I was born. <laughs> I was born. They sold pizza at the hospital. So uh, as a kid, we always ordered from like local. So I'm from Buffalo, like Andy. And we would o- always order from like local actual pizzeria, Italian places. And so for me, getting Pizza Hut was like a treat. Because, you know, you'd go to a friend's house and they'd have Pizza Hut or you'd go. It was like very rare. So for me, I loved it. Like that was my favorite when I was a lot younger. As I got older, I came to appreciate that we were ordering from like much better pizzerias than Pizza Hut, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, like you guys, you know, I I loved going to the pizza, the actual Pizza Hut, uh, you know, when it was the, the dine-in. Go- yeah, the dine-in experience and the stuffed crust cheese. And I remember like burning my tongue horribly. I went with my dad. We, we got pizza one time before we saw Batman Forever, and I ate a bunch of hot pizza, and then I ate Sour Patch Kids, and my tongue was just shredded <laughs> from the burning of the cheese and the Sour Patch Kid combo, but it was, a, it was you know, a great experience. And one of our favorite places in Buffalo was Leonardi's, which had a very unique pizza style like it's it's buffalo style but it's its own thing like it's very unique and as a kid i didn't love it because it was very spicy and very it was like almost like a challenging pizza to eat as a kid but uh it was weird slice combinations they had the best white pizza but anyways i love pizza coming to rochester i feel like i've never really 
found my my niche of like where I always go to. Like I'll go to Salvatore's Donuts Delight. It's nearby. Maybe grab a slice at Mark's. But I, I feel like I'm pretty much, I'll go anywhere. I'm, I don't have like a go-to place now that I'm a Rochesterian. So that's part of why I'm excited about this competition. I think it's kind of weird being someone who's also moved here. Like when you grow up somewhere, you're so guided by the people in your lives, right? Like everyone in my family loves Santora's. The, oh, the pizza trip trade, is yeah. fun, but like my uncle always loved bocce's, and eventually I came around on that more Buffalo style like bocce's. And my brother really enjoyed Picasso, so I kind of kind of leaned into that for a while. But yeah, you're right. In Rochester, I guess maybe as a grown up, that sounds funny. I'm Forty, <laughs> but like <laughs> as a grown up, you just like you're still exploring, and there's maybe more and more new places these days. I think small businesses continue to kind of the way breweries do like pizzas pop up here and there there's even you know some new places we didn't even probably even get into our competition some new ones have opened up in the last like three months that look good to me but yeah i haven't settled into a place other than we usually order locally in fairport which is why all my choices were from there but i still don't necessarily have a favorite of all those i guess we thought i did and then i tried some other ones and and realized i like certain ones better so it is kind of weird entering a new market like randy had a different experience because he grew up here and they probably already had a top five in his family or whatever so it's just kind of crazy but there's there's some good choices here a couple of these are right near you rob what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna jump into why i picked these i guess so you know nino's is very close to my house it's within walking distance and it's one of those places that i kind of forgot was there or didn't even realize was there so i didn't go that often but i have been there a few times peels on wheels also close to my house but brand new on culver road and I've had it before, and I really enjoyed it. Carbones, I was introduced to uh, maybe a couple of years ago as being like a similar to a Buffalo-style pizza, and I really loved that. And Mark's, I kind of like Mark's a little bit over, over uh, Salvatore's, but I tend to go to Salvatore's more than Mark's, even though I just like Mark's sauce a little bit more. But, you know, that's why we picked these four, and uh, maybe we should get to it, huh? Yeah, here, as we go through them, I'll, I'll intro a little bit because I did a, a minor amount of research. So Mark's, we'll start with that one. That was that was the first one in, in the pictures we took. It went left to right, uh, for those of you listening at home. This is the biggest chain, I think, I'm assuming, in Rochester. It's certainly the biggest in our competition. They have 27 locations. I counted on online. Wow. And they've been around since 1982. The guy, the little logo they have, it actually kind of looks like Mark. I've met him before or, or, or seen him around. I think he's they like started in Palmyra, which is kind of near Fairport. They, they sponsor a lot of things. They help pay for the athletic field or the lights or something recently. Um, so I've seen him. He kind of looks like the guy in the logo, which is funny. Uh, and it's kind of infamous locally because I teach kids, and they sing the theme song. And there's even a naughty verse where they say, Mark's Pizzeria. We'll give you diarrhea. So, I mean, that's a level of fame that you actually want to attain. Not necessarily true, just disclaimer. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily true at all. But uh, I think that's the kind of infamy you want. You want to be that big. So I think that's their their kind of thing is they want to be the popular pizza. They want to be the pizza that's every party. I don't know if that's true, maybe. But, like, they seem to be to me. They're kind of omnipresent. Um, what do you think, Randy? Do you want to start us off with your thoughts on Mark's? Sure. I lived right near Mark's years ago and used to go there at least three times a week just to walk over, grab a slice, and walk back. Um, so I was a fan of Mark's. 
usually it's just when you get a slice there it's really doughy and so i've been pretty anti-marks lately like not pretty i've been very anti-marks lately even though i did get a slice un unprovoked uh, like a month ago just because i was hungry and wanted a slice of pizza i will say the marks tonight tasted good i thought it had a decent amount of grease on it like a good amount yeah um for me, still too doughy. Not as bad as when I get a slice, and I don't know the difference, honestly, but I do feel like when I get slices, they're huge and they're really doughy. This one was still a little bit doughy, but it's like soft and doughy, not hard, um, which is foreshadowing like, to another well, slice. That's, I didn't want to go there yet. Slightly, but. it's like there's a the, the char on the bottom is fine, mm-hmm. but the inside's a little undercooked. Like yes. I think it might have been Perry's last week where it's almost it's that dough changes colors mm-hmm. midway through and it's a little raw on the top. Yes, it's like soft and almost a little stringy yeah. or wet. Yeah. Um, I said there wasn't enough cheese for me on top. Um, the, they just have a lot of crust on Mark's. Um, so the under crust to me was way too much. So for me, I guess the consistency of Mark's is the problem. I did really enjoy the taste. I thought the taste was right up there with some of the other ones. Like it had that good greasy like everything went together well with it andy uh yeah so you said there was running in your house with 27 locations i think that's kind of true for a lot of people (laughs) because i picked this one up we're at we're at rob's recording studio and there's one right around the corner i said i'm gonna pick it up at six because we're meeting here at six it was that close and i got here at like 606 so that's pretty good i had to wait just a couple minutes but they were cranking out pizzas it's not really a dine-in thing it was like all takeout Mm -hmm. There's several people waiting. A ton of pizza came was flying out, but they we all like turned over pretty fast. Um, to me, I, I'm sort of like you. Being Marks is not at the top of my list of the chains. I'm more of a Salvatore's guy, as we discussed. They were in my my bracket, but Marks is like I said, sort of omnipresent. It's the place where they order from school a lot because they're nice and they give us deals on sheet pizzas, which is is great. And I would I would like to say our usual disclaimer: these pizzas are all good to me. Mm-hmm. I would eat any of them anywhere, anytime. But when they're head to head, you kind of got to rank them. This to me was classic Marks. The it had the little ridged crust like every Marks pizza has. It's a little flour on it. This one was so fresh out of the oven that just driving like two blocks to Rob's house kind of got the cheese all swirly and messed up, but it did taste good. It was greasy. I agree about the crust. And the pepperoni slice I had had some nice crispy edges around it, but it's that real thin pepperoni. But the crunch is nice. I like that texture. Um, I would say it was a solid pizza. This one came in at, I used a coupon for $16.50. It was just over $17. Which is not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Let me add this. And that coupon is just on their website. You Mm -hmm. can use it anytime. Crust. When I used to get Mark's, I actually will say I love the crust if you're going to get like a side of hot sauce or a side of blue cheese because it's like perfect size crust Mm -hmm. to dip it in. It's got the crunchiness. So if you have something to dip it in, it's actually one of my favorite crusts. If you don't, to me, it's just a little bit too much. Rob. I don't have a lot to add. Uh, I didn't really write many notes. Next to it, I just wrote because it's kind of classic marks. Yeah, it's classic marks. And I wrote really good too. <laughs> like that's all I wrote. And I also wrote maybe more acidic sauce, but I think this podcast has taught me that I don't really know what I'm talking about. I think with regard to food judgment, <laughs> so admitted it. Uh, well, you know, 
It's, He's a more cultured man. He was in Europe recently. Yeah. It, so humbled him. You know. Well, I, I could taste a. I know a Caesar dressing when I taste one, but when it comes to pizza, <laughs> was there I'm not Caesar so sure. on the pizza? It might have been a Caesar pizza. No, it was it was a solid. I would agree. I think it's uh, one of the better pizzas I've gotten from Marks. Very solid. Yeah. If you get a slice and it's sitting there for a while, it's not always great. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really think I've ever had a slice from Marks just like that, like pizzeria style. Randy, question for you: I think about a year or maybe two ago, you came on the pod and said you had a great Marks experience. You got like a buffalo chicken square pie or something like. That. Do you remember that? You yes. like. I literally wanted to come over to your house and try it out of the freezer. <laughs> so another disclaimer, I'm only talking about cheese slices from Mark's in this situation. But yes, it was an amazing buffalo chicken because they fried the chicken. It mm-hmm. tasted great. It was, I remember that specifically. Yeah. So you were like, I, Mark's rocked my world yeah. this one time. I loved it. Yeah, And I know Andy is willing to just get in a car and drive across town for pizza because <laughs> he mind. just did that this weekend with friend of the show, Pat. <laughs> Yeah, a friend of the show, Pat, sent us a picture because we talk about buffalo pizza all the time, he and I and all of us. And he sent a picture that they had two large Picasso's pizza, which is my current favorite buffalo pizza. And that's a lot of pizza. It's like two small sheets, basically. They do like half trays for for their larges there. And I was like, hey, that's a lot of pizza, kind of putting the fishing line out there. And he's like, actually, it is. I'm like, you need any help with that pizza? He's like, sure. And then I was just like, I'm actually coming over. It's nine <laughs> o'clock at night, but that looks so good. So I went over to Pat's house. He and his wife, Jamie, were watching the finale of episode three of Stranger Things to prepare for the new season. So I got caught up on that. I enjoyed two wonderful slices. Jamie was at the golf tournament with and Pat. They said they had made a bag of pizza that they were going to give to me at the golf tournament. And I said, oh, that's so nice. And then uh, I had pizza with them and then I, I don't, whatever the pizza was delicious. I loved it. It was so much fun. So very kind of them to let me come over and hang out with them and eat pizza. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, well, I, okay. So I think we kind of summarized Mark's Rob, will you tell us a, uh, a little bit about your experience with Nino's pizza tonight? So, yeah, I ordered from Nino's and like I said, it's very close to my house. I got there pretty early, maybe like almost 10 minutes early. It took them a little while to, to wrap it up. So I think I, it maybe was a, maybe five minutes late before I left, but not a big deal. Um, the guy who I, I think maybe it's Nino himself. Uh, I think the owner, I always end up chatting with him every time I, I get a pizza there. It's always, uh, always a good, it's good convo. It's an experience. It's, it's an old school place. I mean, you go in there, it's an old school pizzeria. 1973. For sure. Yeah. And, um, it was funny. So we, oh, one thing I'll say about Nino's and Peels on Wheels, which I think this is the only time this has happened that for me, at least at any of these pizzerias, they opened up the pizza box to present the pizza to me, Ooh. to show me like what it looks and like, make sure like, it's not skin. I'm like, oh, okay. Ah, yeah. Yes, looking good. Pizza. pizza, huh? pizza. <laughs> well, and so I see the, I see the Nino's and I see no pepperoni and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm not going to complain about the pepperoni. I'm like, I'll just take it. Although we all wish you did now because... <laughs> it was hidden beneath the cheese. <laughs> Rob mentioned it. Neither Randy or I really noticed or thought twice. I'm like, did you ask him about the pepperoni? He's like, no. What is he just going to throw pepperoni on the pizza? He's like, I just <laughs> left and we'll, we would talk about it. By the time we ate a slice of cheese each, we got it. And we happened to pick the right side because one half <laughs> did have pepperoni. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I think I see a circle under here. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that was my experience. And I, I could even jump into to my slices there. They've, they've got a thicker dough. Um, the dough had good salt levels. It was well seasoned. The sauce is a little bit more like of a paste forward sauce, a little right bit back, richer. Right back into his speculation after that confession last pizza. I love I'm a it. pizza expert. <laughs> but I wrote, it was it was pretty good. It, it was definitely a thicker, spongier kind of dough. Uh, so if you're not, if you're more of a thin crust person, this probably isn't the place for you, but I thought it was solid. I, the cheese was like bright white. Yes. It, it was like, maybe it's because there wasn't any grease. Is that what cheese looks like without pepperoni on it? I've, it wasn't like browned and it had no grease on it. So it was like blindingly white to me. The sauce funny. I thought was really red. Yeah. Also. The like sauce I wrote was, really white cheese and really yeah. red sauce. It's like uh, to make it look like the Italian flag or something maybe. You know, I, the red, white, and green. Get possibly. a little basil on there. I guess red, I mean like dark red. Like it yeah. was more of a... Yeah, like pasty. Yeah. I think Rob might have mentioned that. That's the kind of sauce I usually like and I was surprised by it. I did like the Nino sauce. I didn't love the pepperoni being under. You lose a little bit. I kind of, Randy, you said gooey, greasy earlier is is kind of a positive. You don't get any of that. Um, And it just doesn't look well done the way I kind of like it. So it, and when Rob says thick, this was the thickest pizza we've had. It's almost like getting an edge piece of a sheet pizza, like an almost an inch thick, that crust. So it's, it's a different kind of pie. And like we said, there was a lot of variance between these pizzas. But I, I kept taking bites and finding myself enjoying that sauce enough that I would keep eating it. And that cheese was very white, but it was, all, it was kind of thick. Just would have liked it a little more well done for me. But this is a place we used to get pizza when we played softball. We were sponsored by Johnny's right down the street. And this place would send us cheap pizzas for like $22. So I have a, I have a history with Nino's. Um, what else did I write down? Seventeen dollars round since nineteen seventy three. Randy, your thoughts? Yeah, they. So we did mention right. They cut into squares, even though it's a circle pizza. So it's one of those types. I thought, like you're saying, it was dry. It was drier for a pizza. Like you look at the top. I think that's part of it with the cheese. You said um, less grease, super thick crust. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a fan of thick crust, but this was a drier thick crust than the Mark's thick crust. I thought it was like almost the size of like a brownie. Like you would take out of the oven thickness. And the thickness went to the middle, yes. whereas Mark's thinned out. Right. That being said, I thought it tasted delicious. I mean, if you take the consistency out of the slice there, I loved the taste of that sauce. That's like my type of sauce. Um, and the cheese, you know, it was drier, but it still tasted good. So for me, that the taste was there, but I'm, but the thickness was a little too much for me. And I said the cheese actually overflow overflew the crust it went over the crust so like there actually was no crust on the edge it auto corrected to a not real word okay yeah. randy it overflew the crust overflows i didn't write it right on here either uh, there was no cornisone or whatever yeah, there that was. word we had yep uh okay so that's nino's then randy you picked up carbones mm-hmm. they have four locations and i read that Someone in their family opened a pizzeria in Buffalo. We were aware of, I think we discussed this once on the podcast because we were we were talking about Carbones, how it's Buffalo adjacent. Their cousins or family member started a pizzeria in Buffalo and recommended they get in the business. So a couple of years later, they opened here and now they have four locations. This was recommended by a few people besides just us in our poll. People liked it. Uh, former guest, uh, Randy, your friend from work, Pat. Pat. Patrick. Uh, 
he recommended this place. He recommended a certain location. I don't, I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one Randy went to, but let's he just recommended say it's North, the one. No, he recommended North Greece, and uh, we, we got the one on Dewey. We probably went to the closest one. Yeah. It's a, it was a little bit of a hike for us. So thank you, Randy, for getting that. Let's just correct us. Um, <laughs> I will say Carbones is right near where I work. I didn't learn about it until maybe last year or two, or two years ago. And I've been so disappointed because now that I've learned about it, I go there at least once a week usually for lunch if I have the time to go. Uh, yeah, I everybody in Greece, because that's where I work, loves Carbones. Like everybody says, that's one of the best ones. Rob also is a fan of Carbones, I know. I, th- I think it's the closest pizza to Buffalo-style pizza that we have in Rochester. Agreed. And I, I love it. Uh, my buddy John introduced me to it. At, he was having a party at his house, and I just loved it. And so this is... Probably, if I'm gonna like buy a pie and bring it somewhere for like a Bills game or something, this will be the place I go to to get that pie. I can't wait to host that party this year. Heck yeah! So this one, I said I'll start. I think I think you already <laughs> did, didn't. You already go take a really big swallow. <laughs> but neither of you I did said talk I'll about start. Uh, I, I love I love the amount of cheese on there. To me, it's like a perfect amount of cheese. Like it's not too much it's definitely not too little it's got like a layer like a like about i don't know 10 sheets of paper layer randy you're describing what i've thought about like pizza like this like buffalo pizza the ratios are correct yes you know and it's like a thin layer it's not overly thick Mm -hmm. but it is a continuous layer perfectly spread out perfect it and on that drive back it got to congeal a bit. I'm a big fan of eating pizza like 20 minutes after you order it, which is why like Mark's maybe struggled a little for me. So fresh, so hot. Continue. Sorry. So, well, no, I was just going to say a little bit more than 20 minutes, but I'm going to save that for my peeves. Um, oh, boy. And the I said that the cheese goes to the edge of the crust there, and I was going to apologize because I thought it was a little on the cold side, and that would be my fault. But if you like it, I like that. that. Um, and the, thick, the, the red sauce is thick and delicious. Rob. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I wrote really dense cheese, great pepperoni. I, I feel like they hand cut it because it's not perfect discs. Some of them are more like oval or like oblong shaped. That's like bocce. You get like a weird right angle sometimes. Yeah. So it's almost like maybe they just get a, maybe they throw it through like a meat slicer or something like that. And then it kind of just gets a little bit more irregular, which I kind of like. It gives it more personality. Um, the sauce I said was halfway between. Uh, peels on wheels and ninos as far as the darkness and uh, which we haven't gotten to i wrote middle of the road between <laughs> sweet and thick and saucy you guys are reading my minds on this pizza. maybe we are pizza experts and we're again like kind of <laughs> agreeing on things none of us are pizza experts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, no. randy <laughs> i mean it's it's one of, i don't have too much to add beyond what you already said randy it's it's one of my go-to spots it was cooked well. The crust was brown on the bottom. It was congealed a little, so when you held it up, it did stay. It had a little give, but it, it didn't just all fall off of it. I already said the same thing as Rob on the sauce. The cheese, I wrote good, cooked the way I like, with just a slight well done. There yep. was dark brown spots on there. I like that. It looks like a buffalo pizza. It's the, the sauce and cheese was basically going to the edge. The cornicone was not there, whatever you pronounce it. Um, it's got that spicy pepperoni, which makes a huge difference to me. And like you said, it's thick cut. And when you cut stuff like that, it's 
it's like when you shred your own cheese or take meat off a rotisserie chicken. It's just it had less time to dry out than like those thin pepperoni slices that have been in the freezer or been traveling for a week or whatever. So I think that just helps to the overall juiciness or flavorfulness of those pizzas. I really enjoyed Carbone's. $20, been around since 1984. The ones in Buffalo opened in the 70s. The nice thing about them is when you go for slices, they usually have at least three to five different types of slices there for you. That's a slice that would be worth paying for to me. Yeah. I didn't even know they did slices there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a stack of like large pizza boxes, so they'll make like a large broccoli and white you know, cheese pizza, and they'll put it up there, and they'll just have like a list of all the different slices, oh, and they cool. constantly change them, so... It's awesome. Cool. Yeah. The last place is Peels on Wheels. They opened in 2019. So not super brand new, Rob, but in COVID times, it's brand new basically because like people are now back out in the world again. Expensive. A little more expensive, you said, Rob. This one was about 25 bucks. Yeah. And plus, it's a modern company because it's new. So it's got the automatic like tip function. So, you know, you just throw a little we tip on there. tipped a few bucks too. on there. So, it, yeah, it was I'm pushing 30 bucks for a pie. Uh, this one's right on Culver, you said, Rob, right? Correct. And I kind of right near Parcells and Culver. And I will say that we got, I think, the 18-inch pie, which was pretty good size. We the box was even bigger yeah. than the other places. Yeah. So you could have gotten the 16-inch. I didn't. I just didn't think yeah. about it. And I think in retrospect... That might make a price difference. Yeah, that, that's probably a bit cheaper. But it's a little fancier. I think it started out as like a food truck. And I remember reading an article about the place, like the guy who is like the main, I guess the owner, he did a lot of research and, you know, you know, has been mastering like the perfect dough and he teaches like classes and stuff. Yeah, he does. And it's, and, and he did a really nice job. It's, it's more of like a, it's, it's not like a wood fired pizza place, but it's, it's like almost like a hybrid between a wood fired pizza place and a normal pizza place, I, I guess. I wrote down, and I mean this as a compliment, it's like the commercial version of a wood-fired pizza in that you're getting it at, as takeout. Yep. And it's like it's the size of a normal pizza and the toppings go all the way to the edge. But it still had those burn marks on the edges. It still had like little basil strips and little ricotta dabs and stuff. Yeah, this one. So, you know, we just got half cheese, half pepperoni, but there was, you know, fresh basil on it. There were – so I think it was actually – they use like the, the the regular shredded mozzarella with a combination of like the buffalo milk or, or you know, whatever this, the soft mozzarella globs in there as well. So having two different kinds of mozzarella made it a little bit more interesting. Also very spicy pepperoni, which we, you know. A little thinner cut, but yep. still curled up and burnt on the edges. Yeah. I, I, I texted my wife about this. I, I feel like she's going to love this. So I got to at least take a, a slice or a half home to her. It's exactly what she would want from a takeout pizza. It looked beautiful. It looked nicer than most takeout pizzas. I love the way Carbone's looked, and I like the way Nino's and, you know, because they're pizza, but, like, this looked fancier. Yeah. And, and it tasted really good. I think it may have had the best cheese. It congealed also a little bit because you picked this one up first, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought the sauce tasted freshly made, which to me... As someone who kind of likes the tomato pastier sauces a little bit, which sounds maybe trashy saying it out loud, but like it was almost too fresh. It was pretty acidic and it was like kind of the thing where you have the tomato chunks and it's still a little runny, a little wet in the sauce, but they didn't put a ton on. So it didn't, it didn't feel 
wet, but you know what I'm trying to describe, I think. Yeah. I thought it was cooked perfectly, but I don't really always love those, uh, like the wood-fired pizzas. I enjoy them, but like when it has the char, I don't always love that, which again, I know is people like that about that pizza, but just my preference. It was a really good pizza for me. This was one of my two favorites, and I'll, I guess, dive into that more in final thoughts, but uh, what'd you think, Rob? I, I agree. The sauce was definitely like a lighter, fresher sauce. It was a little bit runnier as a result, but it was not one of those like edge to edge sauces. It was kind of like a little bit here, yeah, a little bit there. Pocket. Yeah. There, and, and same thing with like the, the fresh mozzarella. Um, yeah. If you like that char, I, I, I do like that char. So I like that. It's a lot thinner. It was probably the thinnest pizza that I think it definitely was the thinnest pizza. If Maybe Mark's is close. I but. think if you're sick of takeout, this is a great curveball mix it up pizza too which would be yeah. you know and it might become a lot of people's favorites for mm-hmm. sure randy how about you Ooh, this was tough <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what does that even mean i i don't feel like it fits into where we are in the competition i'll be honest it's it's not the same as all these other pizzas to me this was exactly like you guys are saying wood fired this to me on a menu would be like a margarita pizza like i wouldn't if i ordered a cheese pizza at a restaurant and sit down, I wouldn't expect this to come out. Um, it was great. I liked it. It's hard to compare to, I don't know, I'm struggling comparing it to the other ones because it's so different in my mind. Like the two different types of cheese, the basil on it, um, it was like, but you know, like the, usually it's thick or not thick, but it's thin, but like crispy, but because it was takeout, it was a little bit flimsier. Um, and I said, like, the sauce, to me, felt a little bit more like pasta sauce in a way because it was that bright red, like you said, liquidy. But like still a marinara t- almost. Yeah, like a marinara. Still tasted really good. I said it was, you know, you could taste the salt on it, right? Yeah, you, know? you can. Um, salt is a thing, yes. I, <laughs> I really, really liked it. I just don't know. I'm curious to see where we're going to go with this. I again. think we even discussed this beforehand, too. Like, is this pizza too new, too in a good way artisanal to be in our takeout contest we decided to keep it in because we think rob was saying it's so good it sh- it needs to be in i think we decided it should be in so th- that was kind of where we came like and we were doing the same thing with pizza wizard because we were like ah they yeah. make different kinds of pizzas well same this guy makes different pizzas all the time too and i want to try a lot of them because i thought this was mm-hmm. good when, when we're talking about best pizza i think it was it was up there i think it's really good and i I made a joke that i thought my top two in this i liked all of them all four were good my top two in this bracket may cause some controversy because one of them's got to lose and it might be a situation like we had in the breakfast sandwich showdown that some people might clamor for one to get back in i don't know we'll have to see what happens but it's it's tough like in my mind it's like going to napa wood-fired pizza and getting like a pizza there and trying to compare it to like a Carbones or marks like this I, that's hard to do so i I'm, think I'm it's curious. like new york style like pizza chef mm-hmm. joe's brooklyn meets wood fired and because yeah. it's got that thin crust mm-hmm. but that cheese is really good and, and thick so i mean I'm, the two different types of cheese were great that's yeah. such a good idea i'm do. able yeah. to compare it and i think just for purposes of the competition for like a takeout large pizza i think i know where my mind is i'm between peels on wheels and carbones and i think Head to head, because of the pepperoni on Carbones, I think I'm making them my number one. I love that thick cut pepperoni. I thought 
they were a little closer on my sauce preference. I think if someone wanted to go to Peels on Wheels or order Peels on Wheels, I would be 1,000% on board. I'd be happy. I would love to try some of their other pizzas too. For me, I think Carbone's, because it's close to my favorite memories and stuff, it's like a Buffalo pizza. I think I'm going to put them one, put Peels on Wheels two. Uh, Mark's was third for me, and Nino's was fourth. I thought Nino's, just because of that thick crust and the pepperoni being underneath, again, if Rob showed up in my house with one of those for a Bills game, I'd still be happy. I'd still eat it. And actually, I forgot to mention this. I kind of thought their crust almost had a little pizza hut-ish quality on the bottom, like it was cooked in an oiled pan or something. But So that's my one through four. I think I've got Carbones as the winner for me. So... This is probably why I'm saying this because I am between Carbones and Peels on Wheels, and I don't want either one of them to lose. So maybe Rob will pick one, and I don't have to. What do you think, Rob? What were yours? Well, those are now, my top two as well. You might also put yourself into the choosing position, which might be worse. I'm taking the gamble. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. So I'm going to say that he's going to do it on purpose. Peels on Wheels and Carbones are my top two favorites as well. I'm giving the edge to Peels on Wheels because, and here's the big because, when Carbones kind of gets cooler. Randy's walking out. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> he's, he's, he's leaving the, the studio. He's going to try another bite. Oh. This is incredible. Oh, no. So I'll talk loudly so you can hear me in the kitchen. Um, so Carbones is one of those pieces where after it sits out for a little while, the crust dries a little bit. And since it's a slightly thicker crust, it doesn't taste as good mm-hmm. later on. Whereas Peels on Wheels is so thin and the sauce is a little bit gloopy. So because of that, it I think you know if I already eat a piece from Peels on Wheels like an hour or two after I got it, it'll still be juicy and have that great consistency. You're focusing on that quality cheese too if you quality re- cheese. Uh, a reheated bite or a later bite. I just was thinking about which one I kept going back to get bites for. Now, like I said, if I'm going to go to a Bills party, I'm bringing Carbones. Peels on Wheels to me just tasted like the better pizza because I think top to bottom there was nothing I could criticize really. The sauce was excellent. The cheeses were great. The dough was great. And it was a well-seasoned dough. In fact, friend of the show, Sue and Tim, they sometimes get, when they're when they're doing some pizzas in their uni, they'll go pick up some doughs from Peels on Wheels. Nice. And they, they say it's awesome. So if you're hearing heavy nose breathing, <laughs> that's Randy. He's chewing on his last Sorry, two guys. bites. He had to get it get it in at the wire here. All right, Rob, what, what order did you okay, have Mark's so, and Nino's? I, I did go Mark's third, Nino's fourth. But okay. again, I, I like Nino's, and I'll go back again. Yeah, it's right around the corner. All right. I have he a did winner. it to himself, but I have he's a got winner. a winner. I went Carbone's first. Oh, boy. I'm going purely like on just instant taste. I think Carbone's, to me, I like it. It's a little sweeter, and that's why, because I like yeah, sweet. That's, sweet that sauce yeah. kind of leans that way. You know what? Um the Peels on Wheels sauce, they might take this as an insult, but it reminds me of the style of sauce they use now at Wegmans. Um, mm. You've got like those fleshy pieces of tomato in there, and it's mm. a little, it's just a little bit juicier. Now, to, Wegmans is sweeter than the Peels on Wheels, I think, because they probably put tomato paste in, but it's that style to me. Um, Randy, how about Mark's and Nino's to finish out? <laughs> those are really close, too. Um, I think... 
Mark's is going to be three. I thought he was going to go get more pizza. <laughs> I was he's just I thought hung- about it, but we don't have time. He's just hungry. <laughs> Mark's is going to be three and Nino's four only because of the consistency of Mark's puts it a little bit above Nino's. I almost like the t- Yeah. I'll stop there. All right, so it's, it's tough. This was a t- this might be the toughest. Well, one. and Carbones, all these pizzas are so different. And Carbones and Peels on Wheels are different styles of pizza, but they're both top of their game, really good. Um, this is the first time we haven't had a unanimous winner. Mm-hmm. TK's won unanimously, unanimously in my bracket. <laughs> all Star Pizza won unanimously in Randy's bracket. All our votes are the same except for Rob's one and two, though. So we are pretty close yeah. on our. I, I keep thinking we're going to be more different. So right now on one side of the bracket in the finals, we have TK's All-Star and Carbones. I joked earlier we're going to have a bodega situation on our hands where we re-enter a team into the tournament. The only way I could see us doing that is if Peels on Wheels, if we think it's that good, we re-enter it on the other side's finals. And if we have a place that's so good on this side, so it competes against different pizzerias next time. So we'll discuss that. We'll we'll make a mockery of our own bracket system if we have to. Rob... Are, do you, are you going to get your thing? Rob has a flavor town for us. So we're going to set that up. Um, Peels on Wheels, Randy, have you been there? So I have a story about Peels on Wheels. <clears throat> Laurel, obviously, if you're a listener, she can't have gluten and can't have dairy. So Peels on Wheels promoted a gluten-free, dairy-free pizza, which neither one of us had ever seen both at the yeah, same rare, time. Yeah, rare, yeah. Um, and she's like, no, you know, it's a little bit pricier, obviously, because they have to do different materials, ingredients. But I surprised her one day with it. Um, humble brag, I'm a good husband. And she loved it. And honestly, I looked at it and it looked amazing. Uh, I don't know if I did try it or not, I'll be honest. But usually dairy-free cheese is disgusting. Did you get me. other pizzas that day? I feel like you tucked it up, or did you go a different I think time? that was just the one I got. Maybe, maybe it was day. Rob. I don't know if... I don't even think... I think I'd eaten so much pizza up to that that I didn't even get myself a <laughs> slice there. She loved it. So I will promote, if you are gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan, you got to go there because she's had so much food, so many different types of vegan and gluten-free stuff, and I've never seen her like I cannot there. imagine a situation where I walk into a pizzeria like that and buy someone else pizza, I and I don't leave with something for myself, and maybe that's I actually super feel really, unhealthy. I but. feel really bad about it. Like, I don't feel like I'm a good person for doing it. No, you are a good person no, for no. doing it. Yeah, but now I'm thinking back, I'm like, I could have just saved a slice no, for you're, later. You're a good person, but you're a fool. I'm a fool, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, are you ready for this flavor yeah, town? What do we do? Flavor do we town? close our eyes? Close your eyes, hold out your hand. Now, it sounds like a bag you'd get at the bulk section at Wegmans. Oh, this is this melted gelato? You're, Are we about to eat a Caesar salad? It's a Caesar in salad. Quotes? It's a classic Croatian Caesar. Um, <laughs> no, this this is going to be. You're going to know immediately what it is. I just don't know if you're going to know what the flavor is. Oh, okay. okay. So it's sort of like when I brought in like buffalo blue cheese Cheetos. Oh my you god, knew it was a Cheeto huge. immediately. What, this might be the largest flavor. Oh tub. wow! Yeah. And it feels ripped in pieces. Pop tart. I can already tell just by. Yes, it. it's a pop tart. But do you know what type of pop tart? I taste nothing but pizza right now. It's mm. a pizza flavor pop tart. Oh, no. hold on. Getting a little jam or jelly. A little something sweet in the middle. Yeah, like a lemon. Oh, mm. good call. Lemony. Mm. Arno Palmer. Randy, you're very close. Phil Mickelson? 
strawberry lemonade. It's funny watching you guys eat a pop tart with your eyes closed what? because you're like Andy's about to miss his mouth, and it's just like very deliberate. You, you have how to slowly like you're doing it. Mush it into your tongue because it's so dry on the outside. To get the flavor, you gotta like stick your tongue in into the flavor. It's very flavorless except for that jelly. Mm-hmm. What? How close? Strawberry lemonade? Is it a lemonade? It is. A, yeah, it's a lemonade. Raspberry lemonade. Orange lemonade. Pink lemonade. Pink lemonade. Yeah, not super interesting. But when I bought it at Aldi, the guy—I bet hot. This would actually taste pretty good too. Probably would if you always want more. I don't want more. <laughs> well, the guy I went to go buy it, and the guy goes want ran, more. Ran, ran, <laughs> the guy, the guy working at Aldi goes, "These haven't even come out yet." <laughs> what? <laughs> As I'm buying it, I'm like, "What?" He's like, they don't even. He goes, they don't even come out till tomorrow. So plugged in. And I'm like, okay. What am I holding right now? (laughs) Well, I did buy these like months ago, but at the time, at the time, your backpack, like, yeah, I brought them through Europe. (laughs) Might need them. (laughs) I just thought it was an interesting pink lemonade. It it tastes like it once you. Yeah, it does. Nice job, guys. Mm Good flavor. Yeah, Randy around. Randy dialed us in. Listen, speaking of like flavor town stuff, I sent you guys a picture. We were bored at work the other day. Did I not send you? You tried this? all the Mountain Dews? We bought my friend and I at work were talking about Mountain Dews because she bought them like every day, different flavors. I'm like, what is that flavor? What is that flavor? I was like, I gotta try some of these new ones because I'm like Team Code Red, which is like the original alternative oh, flavor. Same team Ridge. And it came I don't I, I think it's the best variant. I think the original might be better than Code Red. Cause it's just because it's he- it's just heavy. Randy's still. If you're eating. wondering what that crackling it is. It's Randy <laughs> getting that, after this pop tart after having ten of pieces of pizza. Yeah, what's... Is that like oh, a it's pattern? it's a picture of a lemon. There's like a whole picture dark, of a lemon on there. Green. What kind of lemon? Oh, that's the shadow. It's a moldy lemon. Yeah. So no, it, it, in full form, it actually does look kind of nice. I'm showing these guys. I took a photo of <laughs> what we did. We did a taste test, my coworkers and I, while we were on break. It does look like a patch of mold on it. It does, right? So, like, on, on the frosting, there's, like, this stylized... It's just a picture of... It's, it's like a when they painting. print a picture on yeah. cake. It actually looks nice when you see the whole and thing. Mold. And mold. We did a rainbow of colors. Code red, flaming hot Mountain Dew. Is Ma- it spicy? Major melon. Baja gold, which is pineapple. Sucked. Baja Blast, which is the Taco Bell flavor, and Voltage, which is raspberry and citrus and ginseng to give you energy because the caffeine's not enough. The 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 citrus or the flaming hot is crazy. It tastes like a good flavor, and then at the end, your mouth is just hot. It's like a chemical thing. <laughs> That's weird. It's like two different experiences. It's bizarre because the flavor is actually kind of good. The melon I didn't like. The pineapple I didn't like. The voltage was really good. The Baja Blast was solid, and I I just love Code Red. What is voltage? It's like purple. It's oh, the you blue see, you one. said that that had all the yeah. This is the, the one with raspberry and citrus. Oh, it's good. Nice. But we we didn't even try the pink one and the white one. <laughs> there there there's crazy ones. Anyways, that's one of my plugs. I enjoyed that. Doing a Mountain Dew taste test was fun, mm-hmm. and we had all it's all the rainbow flavors. Couple more quick ones. Camping, I did my annual camping trip with my friends and my kids. We had a blast. But for the second straight year, it was 95 degrees with like 100% humidity. So annoying. I'd like to maybe go camping this fall or something. 
Um, and my other plug is get yourself a friend like Rob. I like Randy too, but Rob is doing me a huge favor. We're going on vacation and he's going to watch my dog, Ellie, who's a very cute, very friendly dog. But Rob's watching her for a whole week, so that's really nice. Thank you, Rob. Hey, anytime. I'm excited. It's uh, it's just me and these plants in this place. So I, I could <laughs> uh, you know, use a, a roomie. I'll tell you, Ellie's going to love it. <laughs> That's all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. And that's it. I don't have any peeves. I had all plugs and positive today. Randy? Yeah, I was looking for, um, I have a peeve. When you're doing four pizza places and your friends know that you don't look at your texts very often, so they call the three pizza places that are closest to them it's to go buy pizza from. And I got to go to Carbone's. <laughs> but I also wanted to surprise them and say sucks for them because I had to work today. So it all worked out and I got it at 320 and that's why the pizza might have been a little bit colder today because we didn't eat it. You were so adamant about getting it into the oven and that's... Randy, you almost got it eliminated from the competition. Rob Rob voted against it. And why did I vote against it? Because I said the dough was dried out and hard and it was like it had been sitting out forever. Which I prefer mine out for hours on end. So guys, I'm gonna plug Oh my god. I'm gonna plug getting something on your way home and not driving by the place on your way home and then coming all the way back to it just so that it can be warm. Okay. Okay. I thought Rob would have volunteered to get Carbones, but instead he volunteered to get two of the pizzas, which was also nice. I went to Mark's, which was right by his house and also by everyone's house in the world. So thank you guys, because I couldn't get out earlier than when I did. So I was, my, my plan also was to put it in our oven, but Laura was using it. And then my other plan, which I didn't think through very well, was, oh, I'll just throw it in the air fryer and bring it over. But All great that ideas that didn't happen. That's that cool. <laughs> I don't know. Guess what? It's still one. Imagine <laughs> it if it was fresh. would have blown the doors off this place. Who's okay. getting it next time? I don't know how to type that I in will. my document, Randy, but <laughs> okay. I've got any, so was your peeve? Do you and have a plug? plug. Okay. Like just a story. <laughs> plug. I've been I, saving. Having ideas. Yeah. I've got a peeve, a plug, and an Amazon review. <laughs> a full, this is called a Rob cycle. It's if you, I bought this thing called a TENS unit, which is like, it's like an electronic stim machine for like your, like yeah, making muscles. Yeah. It's incredible. You can get them for like thirty to fifty dollars on Amazon. They've all these different ones. My my doctor, can, you know, he's like, oh, you should get one of these, and I did, and it's awesome. But one of the reviews for maybe not the one I got, but one of them I thought was very funny, and here it is. When I get really <laughs> loud, that means he's writing in all caps. I used it for a week and started feeling very ill. Investigating, I realized that the cables the unit comes with are made of lead. This is a crime. (laughs) This is an assassination to our health. This unit works literally as an electrolyzing machine. As the cables are made of lead, literally your body is, and then for the rest of the review, it's all caps, absorbing all the lead. How comes the people knowing the harm of lead place this in health electronic devices? I am going to sue this people and get to the root of this intentional evil to the health of all. A little class action money for you coming around. So I think I don't know much about lead and how to get like how these machines work. But I think his review convinced me to not buy this particular unit. I think it's as he describes, it's like osmosis. You just absorb (laughs) absorb all the lead. That was incredible. Often you hear like 
it, it almost sounds like uh, like l- the English language is a little challenging to this person. Like, I feel like often you read positive ones because they're like yeah. fake ones that are written by people that aren't from around <laughs> yeah. here. A like, rival company yeah, put this guy exactly. up to like it's trashing like, their tens like, unit. We, attribute half of our fake positive review writers to negative reviews for other people might help us out even more. I think as long as you don't eat it, you're fine, right? Like I think lead so. Poisoning. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I clearly didn't do any research into the it's, veracity it's of his claims. It's your yeah. muscles directly. <laughs> and it never runs out of lead. It's amazing. Oh, I have a peeve. I burnt my leg on my grill and now I have one of those huge burn marks, oh. you know, and you have to, it's like just you a burn your lead? <laughs> yeah. My lead. <laughs> well, it's don't you do breakfast in bed with your grill every morning and just kind of Michael crank Scott. it out like Michael Scott? You know what it was? I kept telling foot. my kids to stay away from the grill because it was so hot. And they, one of them launched. He has like a rocket launcher that you you jump on the air thing and it shoots the rocket. Yeah, stomp rocket, and it hit the grill and fell to the ground. And go, hey, stop! Don't go near the grill. And I was lazy and I reached with my foot to like kick it out of there, and my leg touched the bottom of the grill. And it was just like, tss, and I was oh. like, oh my god. But I thought I caught it in time because I got it right under cold water and like nothing really happened for a day. And then like it, it got like basically turned into a sunburn a day later. And yeah. all my skin was like crazy. And I was like, oh, oh boy. So now it's just like it's like if you slide in a softball game wearing shorts, you just have one of those big open gross I thought you were saying the skin was like the dough under the cheese on Mark. <laughs> oh. Um, so that was the review. Quick plug. And it's... <laughs> My plug is the concept of when you're reading fantasy fiction, there's that glossary and index of names and terms in the back. Mm -hmm. And so I'm reading The Wheel of Time and there are all these weird names, weird organizations of like witches and all sorts of like different families. And it's, you know, it's, it's like high fantasy fiction. And so I have been consulting the back to be able to pronounce the names of the characters and different sections and groups properly which I really appreciate and enjoy because reading the Lord of the Rings as a kid I was always mispronouncing like everything like it was always Gandalf Frada yeah and it, it was just it was embarrassing and so now I, I'm uh, you know I appreciate that when fantasy fiction books do that when you guys were all just sitting around the cafeteria talking about Lord of the Rings and <laughs> you're getting mocked by all those people because you're saying all the names wrong it's so weird that like that is now a genre that is like cool yeah. and mainstream when it was the dorkiest like thing ever as a that kid. I read yeah. Lord of the Rings in high school. Now it's like, oh, I love dorky things. It's like, what? When did that happen? Yeah, you don't want to be walking around calling the main female character from Harry Potter Hermione like I was in my head <laughs> like, for years. Oh, and a, a quick peeve. You guys are going to know what this peeve was. I got a trash plate. <laughs> I got a trash plate on Thursday. From no bread. Favorite, nope, favorite Bill Gray's and asked for The Works, <laughs> which in, it included a ton of shredded lettuce, slices of tomato, <laughs> and fist-sized globs of mayonnaise on top. I had to show my wife the photo. It was, it was obscene Somebody amounts was of mayonnaise. With you. There's no way. Or is like someone read the works of what they put on a yeah. burger. Yeah. And they're like, well, there's two patties, so we probably should put double of it on. Did you or, send it back? No. How just, was it? Did you just scoop it off? I, I, so the, the only positive was that the giant gobs of mayo were all on slices of tomato. So once I got the slices <laughs> of tomato out of there, it was pretty much mayo-free. Um, it wasn't great. 
Um, and I, I'm very pro shredded lettuce. I like lettuce, but it just made it weird. Um, it, it was it was okay. Hey, I have to tell you guys a, a food development in my life. You know how I'm like kind of famously sort of a picky eater. I've gotten much better in my old age. We joined a CSA where you get the crops from the farm or whatever and bring them back. You clean them yourself and all that stuff. So we've been eating more fresh vegetables and stuff just because it's the boys and my wife go pick them out and the boys get to pick berries and pick beans and stuff like that. So we've been eating more and more just because we have it on hand, which is what we thought would happen. And so we got fresh tomatoes and lettuce last night and we made BLTs. I've never had one. I've, I honestly have probably had a raw tomato slice under 10 times in my life. Because, like, I just don't get it on sandwiches. I just don't yeah. like it. I can, I can hear Laurel laughing at this when she listens yeah. to it because her, her favorite thing is, Andy hasn't eaten anything. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, I've had chunks of tomato and, like, bite-sized pieces, but, like, the classic sandwich circle. So the first week, we made them, like, three weeks ago, and I just never told you about it. So, and I had a normal amount of bacon, not like a crazy amount. I, my wife made it for me. She toasted the bread because this is a sandwich she likes and she likes to make. And I said, I would like a very thin slice of tomato. And I liked it. Well, I think you... that combo was perfect. I don't think I would just eat one like an apple, which I know no one would. But <laughs> I, like, I actually I would. I, I don't I, know I really that like I would tomatoes. want it on a burger just yet, but it worked for me on the, I just had a thin slice of tomato Normal amount of lettuce, normal amount of bacon, little mayo. Yeah, I wonder also because it's a fresh tomato, right? Like you had a yeah. really good tomato. Yeah, too, it wasn't right? like something from the basement of Burger King. Yeah, or something. yeah. Well, just not Burger King. Burger King's amazing. McDonald's. Uh, well, even just Wegman store bought out of season tomatoes yeah. taste like right. nothing. You got like a fresh yeah. one. Which like when you get a farm idea. fresh, yeah, farm fresh yeah. tomatoes are incredible. And it, it tasted proper that like acidic pop in that sandwich yeah. with the fatty bacon. Nice man. I, it was great. I loved it. We're eating them like every other week when we get stuff now. So that's awesome. I don't like Fun. tomatoes either, but I've been trying to get into them, so I started. I can like, hear Laurel laughing at this right now because she... Randy doesn't like tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I started with cherry tomatoes, <laughs> worked up to grape tomatoes, and I like both of those, but I haven't. I always, I still take the tomato off the Wendy's. Then what you've chicken. got, clementine tomatoes, orange tomatoes, lime tomatoes, and then up to tomato tomatoes. Yeah, I guess if I ever get there. You ever we'll a pumpkin tomato? Things are huge. I was really team tomato. I was never against tomatoes, but I especially like tomatoes because I was so grossed out by things like mayonnaise. Yeah. So that like the tomato is where I got any kind of moisture in a spicy chicken sandwich or any, or a burger or things like, I mean, what well, ketchup, but you know. That was an important thing, I think. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I've also never had a BLT, so I probably shouldn't be saying anything about it. Next BLT night, you should come over. Give it's it a delicious. shot. Christy also, we, we used like our normal wheat bread the first time because we had uh, we had a certain meal recently where we bought like thick home style white bread, like, you know, the kind that makes the world's most insane greatest toast and stuff that no one buys anymore. We bought a loaf of that, and we made our BLTs on that because we just had it. Yeah. So good. That makes all the difference. Delicious. Well, uh, that that's it, huh? It's a supersized episode, I think. TK's All-Star Carbones moving on. And that's half, right? Are we halfway We're through halfway the competition? We're halfway through, and then we have three more brackets, which mm-hmm. we don't want to list because it'll take forever. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, keep on eating and talking trash.